Hi, this is Wendy Wilson, and you're listening to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys podcast with David Beard. Sponsored by... Endless Summer of Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys podcast. I'm your host, David Beard. We just listened to the new re-recording of Mike Love's Do It Again, version of Do It Again, featuring Mark McGrath, who formerly of Sugar Ray, and John Stamos, who plays drums and sings backing vocals. And today we talk with John about the song, performing in the song, and directing the music video, which is certainly kind of all just a goofing around, tongue-in-cheek uh, video, and it actually helped me appreciate the song, uh, the newly recorded version of the song, uh, 
a bit more because uh, all they do, Mike, Mark, and John just goof around in the video. Then John directs it. And now, of course, John Stamos is a very well-known name. John's been in television for many, many years and has integrated the Beach Boys into different television shows, beginning in the late 80s with the Jack Klugman show that John was in called You Again. That was the Beach Boys' first appearance. Then, of course, they went on to appear several times in Full House. And John talks about all of that today, including working on the song Forever, working with Carl Wilson, and of course, working on Kokomo and other things. So I wanted to get started, though, because John directed the new Do It Again video. I, I asked him where he got started with his directorial debut with making videos. Here's what he had to say. That's a good question. I, I, I don't remember, but I, I mean, I, I sort of indirectly direct a lot of the stuff I'm doing, but, but I think maybe the pop on the summertime was the first thing, you know. I think that's certainly the first music video I directed. I think that, you know, the thing with them and videos is that, you know, it's that, you know, I mean, MTV started in, what, what it was, 81, you know, so it wasn't, it was never really their, their medium, I, I feel, you know. I mean, I liked them a lot better on TV, and certainly, you know, I've said it a thousand times probably to you, I mean, that my whole goal is if I could give anything back to them or the fans is to introduce, you know, the Beach Boys to younger, younger people, so the t TV shows have been the best for that. Like this thing came up where we were on the road and Jackie wanted to get a, a camera crew at this at the gig we were doing, and you know I played on Do It Again here in the studio and I loved it. And she said, I said, well let me just let me shoot it. I, I got some guys I'll fly them out, and then I thought, well let's do a video. And then so we got all this. So my plan was to shoot a big performance piece because Mark was going to be there. And then, um, you know, cut that together and, and maybe cut together a, a separate B story somewhere here. But then they wouldn't, as, when we got there, they wouldn't let us, sh they wouldn't let us show the Capitol in the background. And they would only let us shoot for like an hour on the day before. And it, there was, there was a big plastic tarp over the stage. I said, oh shit, what am I going to do? Uh -huh. So the last minute I, I came up with, I said, get a hotel room and get, bring me all, every light you could find and bring me a, a sheet and, we just put that thing together, but what happened was exactly what I really wanted to do was just, you know, first of all, show the show the Mike love that I know to the people, and, and a guy who, you know, who, who doesn't take himself serious, takes his music serious, and I don't know if you've had those times where he's, you know, loose enough to just be kind of how you saw him in the video, because... Mm -hmm. I have, I, well, often, I, often, I've... You know, that guy, and, yeah. and I think... You know, it, it bums me out that people don't get to see that guy or or have preconceived notions. So that was that was the point of that. And then you know, and then I got it home and I was like, oh, I need something, and I want to throw in a few iconic shots of him. But to me, like that's the that's you know, and if all the guys were still together and still alive, I would do that with them. You know, I would I would I would sit them down. I mean, do you remember the the TV special they did years ago? Where they were all sitting around a campfire singing songs? Yes, I was going to, yeah, yeah, absolutely, from 89. Yeah, that, that was my idea. I was like, let's get these guys in an environment where, you know, where they can be real and laugh and be with their families and, you know, and, and that's always usually what's missing or what has been missing for me in these, you know, these videos they've done over the years. They're just, you know, they're not video stars and they're not, they're not like crazy you know, their live show is not about, you know, jumping around and, you know, they're not Van Halen, you know, so, so to even shoot a live video is, 
is not as interesting. So I think we found something special with just putting them in that room and boofing off. Yeah, and so what? How did? Well, let's go back a few years. Let's go back to 1988. How did the whole Kokomo music video come together? That was one of those things where that's a good story because I was with them and we were staying at the Grand Floridian where, uh, and, and it was, it, and the Grand Floridian hadn't opened yet at, at Disney World, and they were doing a special for ABC with the Fat Boys. They, remember they did? They had Wipeout, right? Yeah. And and that was supposed to be the you know we we. I did that with the with the special, for the special, and then I, it was really a last minute thought, as I remember. It was kind of like, "Hey, can we let's do this video thing?" And they it started to rain, and so they laid two tracks down, I think, and just sort of went back and forth. And like at the last minute, I said, "Well, let's put you know, there's a steel drum in there." And why I thought fuchsia in a tank top color, I'll never know. And. You know, it was just one of those, it, was, it wasn't even, and, and at the time, Kokomo had, I don't even know if it came out. I mean, I think it came out, we were playing it live, but that was the beer song where, like, everybody was like, what? what's this song? And they'd get up and go pee or, you know. Yeah. So that was, a, a you know, I guess a big surprise for everybody. That video is funny because there's one shot in there where Mike look, Love looks to me and he, and I look to him and, and it looks like we, you know, like we're in love or something. Like it was, it, if you look at it, it's a funny cut. That's the untold story. Yeah. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take ya. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Jamaica, off the Florida Keys. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you wanna go to get away from it all. Bodies in the sand, tropical drink melting in your hand. We'll be falling in love to the rhythm of a steel drum band. Down in Coca-Cola, Jamaica.
kind of behind the scenes he obviously was putting these things all into movies so they were geared a certain way and made a certain way but with crocodile rock which you appeared that was different oh, yeah. when it's done at a golf a little miniature golf course and <laughs> and the guys were dressed relatively different than usual um uh, you know none of that you know i mean nobody look i mean i don't need to tell i, I think you know, I think some of the some of those decisions back then were, were there was a lot of people. You know, there was a lot of cooks in the in the kitchen, I guess, right? And right. and there was no very clear direction for them at the time. I think they were, you know, they were all over the place musically and image wise, and you know, it was. There's a lot of personalities and a lot of, you know, so to me, you know, getting back to do it again. If they were all still alive, I mean, just to make them sort of classy and simple and real, instead of putting them in outfits and you know on golf courses and stuff, would 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 you know that would have been my choice. And I, I was just around a lot then, so they you know some Elliot or whoever Tom Hewitt, I can't remember, called, hey, we you know go down the they're shooting the video today, can you go do a thing? And I, yeah, yeah. I remember the one the, the one thing that they asked me to do that I didn't do was it was. The one thing that they asked me to do, I remember, maybe the only time I ever said no to them was Baywatch. They were doing, did they do an episode of it, right? Yes, they did. Yeah. I feel like I did a video or something on the beach for a photo session, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't want to be in the show. Crocodile, crocodile, crocodile. 
is Alan Boyd, and you're listening to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys podcast. I think that, you know, it, with, the, with the most respect I could say, I really haven't thought about this, but they're, you know, they're just, they weren't, they're not video stars. They're not, you know, they're not a, they're not that type of, you know, act. And that's, you know, so, that's true because I think they, they, I don't know. No, I agree, because I think they would have gone on to do films like the Beatles had done back in the 60s had they had that been something that would have worked to their personalities. They would have done that type of thing. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not a historian like you, but I, but I do know, that, you know, even like reading Mike's book, I remember him saying something like, you know, the Beatles had Brian Epstein, and it was very, you know, there was a plan in place, and he was very specific and consistent with their image at that time and then you know on the beach boy side you had brian's dad walking around with you know pins that said i'm brian's dad or whatever yeah yeah so the guys i mean i don't know with all due respect too it's like you know there were there were a lot of times where they took sort of uh a not as sophisticated you know um position or, or they didn't show themselves as sophisticated as they were and their music is. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Absolutely. And look, I'm a fan first, so sometimes, you know, if I see something negative about me, I go, oh, I get it. Like, you know, that, that you know, some of me being part of it wasn't, you know, the most uh, authentic and, and most, um, you know, it wasn't great, but... But then again, some of them, you know, some of it is, and some of it was, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, t- tell me about how did the recording of of integrating the Dennis Wilson song into Full House of Forever come about? Well, I love Dennis, and, uh, you know, I just thought he was, uh, all the things we, we think of him, cool and sex symbol, and so that, that part was cool. You know, look, I'm not a great singer. Dennis was, a, you know, a much better singer than me, obviously, but that kind of fit my voice. And then it was it, it was kind of an un, untouched gem back then, and you know maybe still is. I mean, you know, I wasn't going to go do Surfing USA or something or Good Vibrations, and it just it just all kind of worked. I guess it just all fell into place. I, I take pride, and I think I turned that song on to more people than that would have known about it. You know what I mean? Beautiful song. Dude. I mean, everywhere I go, people just talk about that song, and they got married to that song, and they love it, and they send me pictures. And, mm-hmm. What do you rec- what what in in your memory? Just t- take me through to the best you can working on that music video when when you know you have Carl Wilson come into this you know is there and he's making that video with you and he's laying down those great backing same parts he did back in 1970 right coming back coming in and and doing that with yeah. you. Oh, man, David, it was a trip. It was mind-blowing. I mean, that guy, it seemed like he was incapable of singing out of tune. Certainly, when I, every time, anytime I was in the studio with him. But just sitting there watching him, because they, cause they went in and they cut the vocals, and then after that they brought the cameras in, and, you know, we did the video part. Um, it, was, it, was, it was like watching uh, Mozart or something, or, or, or like... Um, I don't know, I just, it was like, I couldn't believe it coming out of his mouth like that, that line, na, 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 na. I mean, it was, I have a lot of great um, video of us rehearsing that, too, and him teaching the parts, and it was, it was a special thing. You, um, you do have a musical acumen, I mean, you can play the guitar, you, you can play the drums, you have, you have a certain background and training, 
So what, when you were with Carl, that, if you can remember, at that time, as he was going over vocal parts with you, other than kind of being amazed by him, what were you picking up from a kind of a professional musician standpoint? Well, I mean, Akim is one thing, and then, you know, God-given genius is another, right? So so to watch him sing, I was more in awe. You know, to play with him, you know, the thing I really learned a lot about him from him and, and what we talked about mostly was time and fee, you know and feel obviously and he would say he would say watch you know you know how he played rhythm guitar and his elbow would go up you know to the rhythm and mm-hmm. he said if you ever get you know if you're ever not locked in look at my elbow and 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 you will <laughs> you know it, that kind of stuff it was carl who used to want me to come out you know i mean they, I, I presume all of them you know wanted me to come out but everybody thought it was mike but i, I wouldn't hear from mike that much if i wasn't on the road but Carl would be the one to call and say, when you come in, can you do this day, can you do that day? He'd like, he'd like to have me out, I guess. When you say, I guess, I'm a little surprised you say that at the end of as your voice trailed off, because I think <laughs> you must have got a sense professionally from him and personally that he liked you and he cared for you. So, and, and I, don't, I don't think it has so much, with the sense I've always gotten from Carl, and I didn't know him very well, so I'm not trying to insert that idea into what I'm going to say, what I'm saying is, uh-huh. Carl was pretty forthright and candid and, you know, forthcoming in terms of, he treated everyone well, but you knew pretty easily if he, if he respected you and he cared for you. And, and to me, it speaks volumes that he did call you up and say, when are you coming out? Because it, I think it speaks to the fact that, he, that you endeared yourself to him and he, and he did care for you. Well, thank you. I mean, I like to think that. I, I also, you know, just musically, if I wasn't keep holding my own up there, I wouldn't be up there playing half the show on drums and whatever the fuck I was doing. No did you, way. Did you get the stick? for sure. I mean, <laughs> he would have, He, you know, he could have had me around to play bongos or to, to sing on the, you know, on encore or something, but to right. let me, you know, play. And you know, a lot of it was like, play whatever you want. Play this, play that. Mm-hmm. Um he was look. I, you know, I, I revered him. I was I was in awe of him, and you know, he was like Gandhi, right? He was like a, like a musical Gandhi or something. I mean, he he walk in a room and it, everything just got more peaceful. And I remember those times. And, and recently, when we were getting ready to do this video with Mark uh, Mark McGrath, he was texting me like, "Oh, I don't want to piss him off. I'm so nervous. What should I say? What do they like? What do they not like?" Should I go, "Man, you sound like me back then." But you know, I just sort of assured him that. He was welcome and that kind of thing. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm glad uh, the video came out. I'm, you know, I don't know what videos mean these days for a band like this. But what I wanted to get out there, and what I'm so glad I did, was well that I know um, the guy that you know does he doesn't take himself serious. You, you get it. I mean, it's it's. I think it's the most authentic Mike Love that I've seen on camera or video or anything in a long time.
Boy's 1970 Sunflower album that's Dennis Wilson with the original recording of Forever the song that inspired John Stamos so many years later in the early 90s to record his version that appeared in Full House and then of course was on the uh, Beach Boys Summer in Paradise album Thanks for tuning in today, and I'd like to thank my special guest, John Stamos, for taking his time to talk about directing the new music video that he appears in with Mark McGrath and Mike Love of Do It Again It's on YouTube now, on Mike Love's official video station. So check it out. It's easy to find. If you're not sure where it is, head over to MikeLove.com. The video is there, too. Easy to find. Very easy to find. And it's just a lot of fun, as as John described. And in the meantime, head over to, if you're on Facebook, head over to Endless Summer Quarterly Magazine page. Be sure and like us. If you liked us, thank you very much. Be sure to subscribe. Head over then to ESQuarterly.com. That's E-S-Q-U-A-R-T-E-R-L-Y. Com. Endless Summer Quarterly Magazine is published four times a year. It's a 48-page digest size publication. It is the only Beach Boys publication of record. And, of course, you have direct access to the members themselves, and we report on and do interviews with the members. And in addition to that, if you're a subscriber, you become eligible automatically to win autographed prizes and and free prizes. So not not all of them are autographed, of course, but many are by the guys themselves. Kathy Johnson just won the very first Endless Summer Quarterly Magazine prize box of the year in which she received, among other things, uh, the new Sunshine Tomorrow two-disc set from Capitol Records and an autographed copy by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. The two, the guys signed it for her uh, of the mono version of the Today album from Acoustic Sounds. Not only a great sounding LP, but pretty cool to have Brian's and Mike's signatures on the jacket as well. And that's what we do. Just for subscribing, we do randomly choose <laughs> prize winners all the time. We've already given away three of the new Sunshine Tomorrow 2 disc set, and, we're give, and, we're, and we've given away, we just gave away three of the brand new Wild Honey Stereo LPs. So check it out. We're, we're doing it. And all you got to do is subscribe. It's really easy. So thanks for tuning in. Talk to you real soon. Look for episode 17 just around the corner.